Welcome to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. It is almost New Year's. It is the simple use of common sense to recognize that art is the signature of man. No other living animal has used the broad stroke of the brush or the hand with the chalk over the centuries except man. Even children can see this. And to look long and hard at a masterpiece is therefore a requirement to grasp all that a man, an artist, was able to present. We are captured by the mysteries written down by those who have had a glimpse into heaven. They have written down on stone or papyrus in words what they have seen in these visions. To present in words what another has seen in visions is like glancing at the Sistine Chapel and saying, Oh, I understand it all. And this simply isn't so. But we will attempt to share the words about fiery chariots and angels. There are nine groups of angels that we know about. These groups are called choirs. They are the seraphim, cherubim, thrones, dominions, virtues, powers, principalities, archangels, and lastly and simply, the angels, of which all of us have a guardian angel. God is a God of order, and in this order, it is the second choir, the cherubim, who have four wings and four faces, and one is the face of a cherub another the face of a man, another a lion, and the fourth the face of an eagle. They have many eyes so that they can see in every perceivable direction, constantly attentive. For anyone to reach the throne, they must pass through the cherubim, who are constantly calling out to one another, stating the one fact that is more thoroughly true than any words ever uttered or any thoughts ever imagined. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God the Almighty, who was, and who is, and who is to come. Never forgetting, never in fear, never, ever, ever, ever reminding us with their words, like the experience of going to Mass, where we sing, Holy, Holy, Holy. There were these two remarkable prophets in the Old Testament whose lives intersected. Elijah, who, it said, girded up his loins and outrun the chariots for 40 miles. Man, that's anaerobic. He was the first of the two. Elisha followed after him, and he was the prophet who raised men from the dead. When Elisha beheld Elijah taken up in a fiery chariot by a whirlwind into heaven, written in the second book of Kings, it states that Elisha had left his apprentice with his mantle and a double portion of his spirit. And now Elisha went on to perform twice as many miracles as Elijah. It is this idea of the fiery chariot carrying us off to God, not those single-axle wooden boxed models of the Canaanites that draws our attention. It is this, the fiery chariot. Why? Because the images that God has given us in his word have inspired men since the beginning because they are true, as true as the sun rising each morning. A child king being born in a cave after being announced by his angels arrayed across the heavens like an army. God becoming man so he could save our souls. 
It is not a fairy tale, nor is it true because I say so. It is simply true because it is, because God is who he said he was. The king has come, and now we are 51 weeks away from celebrating the magic of Christmas again. I know, I know. We shouldn't say that because the spirit of Christmas has come alive and lives year-round within us. But does this week really have for you that great anticipation and sense of magic? You remember in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, when Zuzu Bailey says, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings, and we get fully immersed in the spirit of heaven for an instant. And then the Christmas theme in the movie quickly breaks into the song, Old Lang Syne. A song with lyrics holding a series of rhetorical questions, all amounting to the point that unless you are completely dead inside, you should be able to appreciate the virtues of reconnecting with old friends and thinking about old times. How does this compare with In Excelsis Deo, or Come, O Come, Emmanuel, or O Holy Night, lest I go on? Our present world has equally passed over the spirit of Christmas and made the iniquitous choice to prevent churches from opening, inhibiting families from gathering, all in the name of fear, to force just a little more demeaning to the hope and spirit of the Christian heritage in our nation. We should all take hope in the understanding that we too might receive a double portion of the spirit of Christmas when we have been given and we receive the Christ child that the church will rise in this time of national apostasy within our government. Our leaders within the church will also rise, demanding a reopening, providing an example for the people to take their full heart with hope in that spirit, as if we can see again the fiery chariot racing toward heaven. Some may sincerely want the song of the American faith to be old Lang Syne. But they would be forgetting our keen knowledge and understanding of the artists who present a masterpiece and how we must stare into it long and yearning for the beauty. We can see the cherubim, the angels with a 30-foot wingspan who walk in the midst of fire, who are like bodyguards to the throne. And when they fly, their wings sound like the voice of God as they say to each other, and we are reminded, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. Ain't it so? This is Getting Grit signing off. I hope that you'll come see us at www.gritquest.com. I hope you'll consider coming on one of our adventures. Blessings to all of you. Dominus Vobiscum. <laughs>